Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Elm Park Rolls podcast. My name is Paul Mann and I'll be hosting the show today. Well, this week I've been joined by Jacob South Klein. Hello everyone, hello. Hello Jacob. And Mr Bobbins, Neil Rees. Good evening. Hello there. So this week we'll be covering uh, the game against QPR, Villa, EPR3, relegation watch, which will probably build into a chat about whole things, Clement going forward, Barnsley... What's the point in living humanity? Everything. We cover all the topics, but... How long have we got? <laughs> yeah. We so... could, be, could be here a little while, Paul. I hope you've got um, somewhere for me to, to sleep on your floor. No, I do have a spare room, Jacob. So... Oh, is, that, is that an offer? <laughs> We're five minutes we in. You're, you're already... Can I leave now? <laughs> Look, little do you know what was going on before this podcast. Someone was trying to take over. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> There was an incursion on uh, Paul's turf, let's say. no names at all. Cool. So let's go back to the QPR match then on Friday, wasn't it? Yes. Well, we actually managed to get a win, which was quite a remarkable emotion. I hadn't experienced that for quite a long time. What a day. And what I a did day. enjoy it. So what did we think of the match then, Jacob? It, it seemed very unrudding like really, or the Reading of this season. Anyway, I mean, the fact that we, up until... We beat QPR, had mustards, a grand total of about one win in almost half a season, which in itself is shocking. Man, that it really was a, a bit of a result that came from left field, really. I know we were sort of expecting some uh, level of bounce effect with the new manager, and we'll no doubt go on to talk about, but it was quite impressive how, in the space of one game, instantly we'd gone back to defending how we had defended last season in, in spells I mean it was a real back to the wall performance and some great performances from players who haven't performed greatly this season such as I don't know, Tyler Blackett for example I thought he played excellently um, and yeah it was it, for a little while after the game I was feeling quite optimistic which is all the more uh, of a reason to feel disappointed that we're back to the sort of dour you know, tone of speaking that we usually are on this podcast. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it, I mean, it was a great result in isolation, but I would have liked to have seen us built on it afterwards, basically, yeah. Mm. What do you think, Neil? Game turner, David Woods getting sent off, or were we going to lose anyway? What do you well, think? For Villa? Um, Villa? See, we're getting so many people um, sent <laughs> off recently. <laughs> Sorry, I've gone on to Cavilla. If you don't want me to talk about QPR, that's fine. Went, uh, by the way, guys, Reading won a game. Back to the back game to, that we lost. Back to the drops. Now, Kermigan. I, I want to yeah. go home, but I'm at home. Take you in Kermigan, Paul. QPR. Yeah. QPR. Uh, oh, so yeah, much like... Jacob said, really, we showed solidity where we've never seen solidity before. Mm. The shape that we, I guess, inadvertently put out was so compact that QPR struggled to get any more than the three shots on target that they, they did, despite having 77% yeah. possession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the days of possession-based football in Berkshire are dead and buried, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And, uh, but, but they had so much of the buried. ball, you kind of think that they were going to create, they were going to get chances. Freeman was, was very good for them. Um, but we just kept on staying compact breaking when we could albeit to very little effect but we just had that superb Luco goal to mm. hang on to which has been overdue very overdue absolutely I mean, oh, I, the, I've watched yeah. it three or four times since and I think 
Where's this guy come from? The 7.5 million yeah. pound goal. Yeah. Where has Incredible. this been? Um, it's his third goal. It was yeah. third goal. And his yeah. last goal was yeah. 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 Nothing, Derby. nothing like that. Nothing it was like a good that, goal right? he scored against Derby too. So we yeah. know he's we know he's got it in his locker, yeah. so to speak. But it was um, quite quite refreshing to yeah. actually see it. Yeah. But I, th- I think the way that, that Clement has uh, has had shaped them certainly in the, the QPR game um, will put us in in good stead because yeah. everyone seemed to be familiar where they needed to go. And previously we didn't have that. It was just scattergun of where a player thought he should be. Um, uh, and obviously for a, a team that had only had a few training sessions under him, mm. they did really well. Yeah. And to hold off QPR for 90 plus minutes without a mistake until Mr. Redwood yeah. decided to put his foot in. Um, <laughs> Not for the first time. It, it was just <laughs> stupendous. Yeah. And you could just tell that the atmosphere was growing in, yeah. in the ground when they could see effort, determination... Yeah. And it, as as kind of cliche it is, playing for the badge, and we haven't seen that. No, oh, definitely yeah. more. Liam Moore said, I I don't know when he said it. Maybe he said it yesterday. I don't mm. know quite sure when he said it. That it was the best atmosphere that yeah. he'd seen in the day, including the, the playoff semi final. It all feeds into each other, doesn't it? It's this it's this vicious cycle effect of you know players and fans and you know getting the well opposite party going, and that really did happen. I think. I mean, it was a time for heroes when Minone saved that penalty I mean that was the, uh, what was really pleasing about that was the reaction to it it clearly meant a lot to him because obviously he was uh, kept out of the team inexplicably really by Yarkola okay. in, in uh, the yeah. Stans final day yeah, totally, so yeah. it was great to see him come back in great to see him pull off a penalty save and keep a clean sheet because mm. yes. we hadn't kept a clean sheet in goodness knows how long yeah. so um, well, it really overall you know what created a positive buzz Definitely, game. and um, it's uh, it's um, yeah. <laughs> I've run out of things to say, people, but because I'm so unused to seeing us win. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I've, I've, it's mind blowing. Yeah, isn't it, it really is mind blowing. That it's moment just... when he saved the penalty, though, and the next five seconds, the atmosphere. Oh though, yeah, it was. Like, seriously, if mm. you could just bottle that atmosphere, mm. it's just incredible, isn't it? Because yeah. everybody was just thinking. Oh, we're going to be back there. They're going to score QPR, and it just completely deflate, completely deflate the whole crowd, yeah. and everyone would have gone home just mm. thinking, oh, God, And it was so late as well. It was literally yes. just seconds left yeah. before that the ref was going to blow anyway, and it, it was just so so palpable. Not only that we we won, but it was a performance as well that you could kind of think, okay, defensively we can we can build on this. Yeah, not. Mm. For the Villa game, because that was something completely different. Mm. But at least they've got a little bit more confidence at home now. Yeah. To say, right, we can do it under pressure, whereas mm. before we've just wilted. No. And a lot of the confidence of you know each individual player suffers when they think I can't trust the guy next to me because he's going to make yeah. a mistake. Yeah. And they didn't show that. They were all so solid. That's true. They're all covering for each other, which is one of the factors I really noticed throughout the whole match because mm. you've got quite a lot towards the end of the Stam era. There's a lot of finger pointing. Mm. And yeah. why have you not run here? Why have you not covered? There was yeah. none of that. No. It was all just just get on with it. No. And uh, it's, it's a square peg thing, really, isn't it? Mm. Well, that's it. I think just to echo what you were saying earlier about how well drilled in such a short space of time uh, Clement seemed to yeah. have you know, got us um, I, I think um, it's quite amazing how I mean I know his name is a bit of a dirty word now in these parts but now now we've seen what Clement did in one game uh, in terms of getting as compact and industrious 
against QPR and you know in the earlier stages of Villa. It's quite amazing that an ex Premier League, Champions League winning defender in Stam couldn't drill them to defend for love nor money. Really, it's quite amazing how in such a short space of time um, the improvement in in the defence, well, certainly against QPR, and I think that's really refreshing to see moving forward. And also not playing people in uh, well, square people in round hole. Uh, square people in round hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not playing people in their favoured positions yeah. is another thing I really wanted to see us do understand, and it seems like Clemens are uh, doing that now. So, uh, great. You know what? I think I might just go and have a lie down. <laughs> my, my, my brain is completely fried. Um, I think we're all suffering a bit from that. It's just the adrenaline rush, and I, mean, I got the wrong game, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's got easy. Square people in round holes. It's yeah. unedited. This yeah. is the joy. Yeah. We're not, we're we're not used to having red yeah. cards. Yeah. Either, we give it to the people raw. Yeah. 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 Not too raw, though. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely don't need that. So, yeah, I mean, it felt really positive after that game. And you got to look at the fact that QPR probably did come out of that game thinking we should have won it. Mm. We should have got... But that doesn't sure. matter. I don't really care about that. No. We're not at the point where we need to worry about, are oh, we playing beautiful football? That's no. never suddenly going to change. No. That wasn't no. going to happen. No. It was about determination, showing that they actually cared to play for the team when they showed that. So... You know, you can't expect miracles overnight, can you? No, they're, and, they're still the same players that that we we've we've had all season. Obviously, yeah. um, all you can do is impart a little bit of wisdom to them, a little bit of belief, yeah. and then they have to go out and, and show it and do it for themselves, which they did against QPR. Uh, it it wasn't a game that anyone really thought we're going to win this. We would have certainly loved to, and we did it in the end. But no one would have thought we're going to turn QPR over. Similarly, we weren't going to turn Aston Villa over on the back of one win. That's unrealistic. Um, most people, I'd guess, would have thought, even if we had Stam or Clement or any other manager, getting a point out of yeah. Villa would have been nice. Yeah. So, to, yeah. so to lose, okay, the manner of how we lost wasn't great, but we're not going to turn everything around no. in the space of a couple of weeks. No, and definitely not. It's, so, yeah, um, it's, uh, it's a time for being pragmatic, I think. Sure. And... Uh, you know, just to echo what you've said about, we have the same players. You know, we have the same tools at our disposal that we're going to have until the end of the season. And it's about not trying to play champagne football when you're at the bottom of the table, um, which is something that Stan persisted with trying to do for so long. Yeah. And it's quite refreshing then to have a new man come in and say, "Look, you know, we've got an eight-game season now, and we have to try and grind out something." And we did against QPR. We didn't against Villa. And I've seen some people saying that. In terms of the games we've got remaining, Villa was one of the less important ones. But I would argue, you know, it's all about keeping some sort of momentum going and building something. So it's still disappointing to lose. But in terms of what we've got coming up, uh, it's really all eyes to Preston, Sunderland and Ipswich for me. Yeah, Though we, yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have to grind something out of those. Totally. Yeah, you know, yeah, and uh, whatever way it happens, it, yeah. it has to happen. Yeah, it doesn't matter how it happens at all. Because when it gets to the future... The fixture list coming out, that's all we'll be worried about, isn't it? As long as we're in the championship, we just move on from that and we start again. So if we move on to the Villa game, which we've talked about a little bit before, and I've already brought up Edwards getting sent off. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's, it's clearly something that's weighing it's pretty heavily mind. in our brains Well, for the last 24 hours. I mean, I know that I didn't sleep last night thinking of all the 
terrible, terrible things I was going to say to Dave when I next uh, saw him at the Medeski, but um, I don't think I'm going to do it somehow. So um, no, but um, it, Villa, yeah, well, what what a time of it. Um, we looked all right in the first half an hour against Villa, I thought, until uh, dangerous Dave um, got two silly yellows. Yes, really and, strong. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, again it, it, the the first half an hour of Villa, I think, looked like how I'd wanted to play away from home. I know we weren't creating a lot, but we were were I'm keep on using the words compact and industrious, but we were compact and industrious. Everyone was working hard for each other. Um everyone was defending in numbers. And um it's just a shame that as soon as it went to ten men versus eleven men, it was only really going to go one way. Yeah, totally. Because yeah, uh, Villa have got a quality that we just don't have at the moment. No, no, it was the complete opposite of last season when we went to Villa Park, wasn't it? We kind of were on top of them for virtually the whole game, and uh, Joseph Mendes decided to have his one uh, almost messiah moment. It's quite amazing it? that whenever people talk about Mendes now, that's the only game mm, they talk about. It's the only one. That, that's because yeah. it is the only thing of note. He's have yeah. done all the tweets before the game mm. were about yes they were you know, where is Mendes is yes. he going to turn in another <laughs> magical like miracle performance and he didn't no but, he didn't uh, because no. Of what, no, he's, yeah I mean we don't know if he's in in England at this moment in time no, I don't know where he is no he could no. be in France if anyone has seen Joseph and can testify to his whereabouts please do get in touch with um Elm Park Royals, we we would love to know. There's a sofa here you can sleep on, if you <laughs> as Paul has offered several times. Yeah. Yeah. Not with you at the same time. No, 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 no. Hang on, no, no, this is going down a bad path, and it needs to be halted. <laughs> There's going to be an age rating slapped on, yeah. the, on the, yeah. So obviously, yeah, I always got sent off, which was I saw he tweeted. Well, somebody did it for him probably. It's the first time he'd been sent off in 539 mm-hmm. appearances. Yep. So. Hardly a reckless uh, professional. No. But it's that kind of season when this is the one time when you do it. Yeah. And personally, I think we probably still would have lost the match, even with 11 players on. But it would have been so much better not to fold and not have that 3-0 defeat and maybe lose 2-1 or 1-0. And you think, OK, we lost, but that's not destroying. Mm-hmm. But a 3-0, we just feel that we're back where we were. Really? In in a way, but you've got the the, the mitigation of the sending off, yeah. and you know most teams. If you lose a man after thirty minutes, you are going to lose that game. It was almost. the inevitability of it, yeah, wasn't it? You, yeah. you are. Mm. So Dave will take that on the chin. No doubt, he's he said to the players in the in the change room, "This is all on me, boys. Don't think that you lost this game yourselves. I did it for you. Mm. Everything else is is just you know." complete it was going to happen um, so they might not lose too much faith mm. in losing to Villa in that way because it was down to a couple of silly errors so hopefully we can just move on to the next home games now and see what we can do there where we know that's where the points are realistically going to come as we cover later on Fulham are we going to get anything in the yeah. same way that we were thought we were going to get anything at Villa no. I think not it's, it was a massive massive loss to our midfield having Edward sent off because I know people all the time say what does he actually bring to the team what does he actually do other than a lot of running running in itself is something it's an, it's, yes. it's an asset I mean uh, so and before the game I was saying I was really pleased with how our midfield looked on paper um, how Clement has got people playing in their favoured positions and Edwards does bring a sense of balance to that midfield certainly because you've got the energy that's provided by Bakuna 
Um, Evans was in there as the more defensive type, I think, and uh, Edwards sort of bridges the gap between the two. So to lose Edwards at that point of the game meant that all of a sudden, you know, we were always going to be massively, massively stretched. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that was a, a major problem. But at least, I mean, one thing you could say, it took a wonder goal to start the oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, You're not saving that one from, is it, from Bialis. Yeah, mm. That's a hell of a shot, <coughs> isn't it? I mean, it, I suppose if you have enough shots, you're going to get one eventually. But we need some luck to get out of this. I mean, just, just the, the Villa game, you think, how many players would have played if it was, say, we were playing, oh, I don't know, maybe Hull? You think maybe Swift would have started, yeah. and you would have risked him, wouldn't you? And he kind of—I'm not sure he's rested him, but mm. the bigger game, which won't be easy again, is Preston for yeah. us. That is—I mean, it is that's, a must-win. That's, it is a that's must win, one of but... that's one of the three, isn't it? That's one yeah. of the ones that we absolutely. Um, the thing is, it's it's no mean feat because um, Preston are a decent team, definitely, and especially yeah. away from home, their away form is better at the moment, I believe. Than their home form. Okay. So and they have been a bit of a bogey team for us in previous seasons. I know that Stam started with a win against Preston in his first game, but then from that point on, I think we then shipped three goals against them. So yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We had a terrible away game. Yeah. Us, so. so it it's it's going to take a lot to get something out of Preston. I mean, get, going briefly back to it, I know we don't want to dwell on it too much because you know it is water under the bridge, and we do need to look to Preston this Saturday, but. As an overall thing about the performance, it highlighted to me a problem we've had all season, which is individual players making individual errors. Yeah. Yeah. For every one thing of credit that someone does, they are just as likely to follow it up with something calamitous. Mm-hmm. We've seen that recently with a player like Edwards, who we've banged on about at length, but also Monono. Monono, who was keeping the scoreline down last night and played well up until the point where he gifted them the third goal. Yes. And that's yes. a pretty major thing. You know, you, yeah. you can't say, oh, he played well, but he made a no. silly error to give away a goal. Mm. And it's been like that all season. Oh, yeah. It's been like that all season. There have been so yeah. many individual errors that someone like Stam or Clement just can't legislate for. No. You can't run on the pitch and kick a ball for no. someone. They've, they've got to come up with it themselves. No, I so. agree. It's, it's a real it, mental it, weakness mm. that a lot yeah. of players yeah. seem to have. It, it does go back to the, the same points we've made all season, really, in that the players don't seem to trust the other players. Mm. So they are mentally limited in what they think they can do with the ball so they try something outlandish and it doesn't come off or that the pressure that they're under defensively just makes them lose their mind and and, and do stupid things Mm. and as Jacob says we've done it so many times this season we know football is is a game basically that's built on errors Um, that is that happens this time again but we seem to make so many individual errors rather than team errors yeah um, and that's been, you know, the huge downfall of this season. And Stam couldn't manage that out, and, and Clement's going to take an, an age to manage that out as well. And it might need different personnel. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, one person we haven't mentioned at all is someone who has previously been uh, very successful with us in the background, who's coming now is uh, Nigel Gibbs. Yeah, and I think that could be a major reason why, like you were saying, Jacob, that we possibly are beginning to just slightly look better mm. defensively. Mm-hmm. Because there is a man who knew how to get us organised. Yeah, yeah. And, so. and we saw it evidentially on the pitch, but also anecdotally, um, people by now have said that you know he does work people hard on the training pitch, and that's what we need. You know, I think I, I, again, it's really just speculation, but the type of football that Stan wanted to play lends me to think that 
um, he was doing more technical stuff in training with them, like lots of technical drills. Whereas I think with a coaching team that involves Gibbs, there is going to be more physical getting people up for a bit of a battle yes. and I like that I, no, think totally. I think that's what we need that, that is exactly what we need right now <laughs> exactly. I think there's, there's yeah. a level of going back to basics as well mm. in saying this is how our shape is going to be yeah. when we have the ball players do this when we don't have the ball we go narrow make, uh, make us compact as you've said before and just make it hard to get around us mm. so those errors are minimised because you've always got players close to you a lot of times when we have had many errors is when we're wide apart and players have to pass the ball 15 20 yards yeah. to find another defender yeah. say yeah. and it's just too much space yeah. Yeah. so you do wonder whether now it's a case of back to basics simple football mm. and just gain results through that that concentration coming back and in terms um, of taking it back to basics I mean you're absolutely right um, am I correct in saying that for the last two games we've had the same established defence I think we have yep, yes yep, yes. Same back four. so we've had the same back well four or five you know with Manano yeah, back absolutely. in and I think that is really important too mm, yes. because there was a lot of change in the defence understand yes. um, either through injury or tweaking or suspension or anything else but it, uh, I mean, I know we shipped three goals against Villa, but it was, you know, largely because of having ten men. But I would love to see a stick with that defence now. If we, totally. you know, I would yeah. love to see a stick with yeah. that defence as far as possible up until the end of the season, because we need some sort of consistency in the team selection and also the performances. Yeah, yeah I mean, who else is really that is fit? Would you have above them at the moment? There isn't anyone else. Obviously, you could say probably Elphick if he was fit. Oh yeah, but yeah. he's not fit, no. and he's been out for nearly two months now. So yeah. and it's a risk. Think... It would be a risk to bring him back in because I it know on this podcast even we've said he would have been the perfect tonic to a lot of the problems we were having mm. in the latter stages. Understand, but he's really, in my opinion, been out too long to be a safe bet to just come straight back in. At this point, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 100%. You'd have him on the bench and you'd maybe bring him on if you needed to, but when would you bring on a defender as a substitute yeah, unless yeah, there's an injury? It, it's the last knockings of a game where you take off a striker and just yes. chuck someone at the back and yeah. that's that's it really, isn't it? Mm. You've been eerily yeah. bombarded or something. But there was a definite, well, I felt there was a definite change of style with us when we had the ball in our own final third on Saturday. There was no nonsense there. It was, no. let's get rid of it, let's reset, get our shape. And then if mm. they can break us down... It was all about shape. It was all about shape. And Players were distinctly a lot happier where they were told to go yeah. because it, it was more natural for them to go to those places. Mm. It wasn't square pegs and people knew what they were doing and it, and it just showed instantly, really. And that was only after a few, few training sessions. Yeah, definitely. It was none of this. We weren't going to get caught in the ball. Mm. And which we all, we've seen with Yapstam for... Yeah. How long was he here? 18 months, wasn't yeah. he? So, that was not going And out. in terms of explosive fan reactions, I know myself that nothing quite makes me explode more. Right, what I was going to say, nothing uh, makes me <laughs> happy more, more <laughs> agitated than uh, seeing someone get caught on the ball. <laughs> But we're not gonna. But we're not gonna get any of that under Clement. Taxi. (laughs) This podcast is degenerating. (laughs) Does this pop up as explicit on iTunes? (laughs) It should be. Yeah. I'm gonna try and keep this together now. But yeah. 
just mental images are just really disturbing. <laughs> I am sorry, everyone. I've disgraced myself publicly. Yeah. Oh. Again. Gosh, <laughs> crying. Wow. Yeah. You're not the only one. No. Oh, Next dear. question, Paul. Yeah. So we'll move on to EPR three. You take a few breaths there, Jacob. <laughs> and uh, some of the responses people had. It was, as you would expect, a real mixed bag. As our uh, say, we got Nathan Paul, a member of the uh, podcast team, saying, uh, when I asked the question, what do you make of Clemens' first two matches, better than Stam? And then you've got Dave McCormack saying, worse than ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, nice. It's the way it is, isn't it? <sighs> I'm not sure we're winning a game of football comes into no, the worst. No, but... no, that's fair enough, people. And Alex Everson, which is, we think we all of us would agree, was says quality lacking everywhere. That is that's the, the, that's the team, though, isn't it? Story of the season. That's the team. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, you know, roll credits. That's uh, that's, that's it. That is. And um, we either through. It's hard, really, because generally speaking, people have labelled our recruitment in the summer as poor, and has and as not adding quality. And yet, yeah. in previous weeks on the podcast, we've said that um, Barrow and Bodvarsson have been two of our better players this season. So we've either signed people who have hit the ground running or total duds. Totally. Um, yeah. And uh, there isn't any quality anywhere in this team, really. In fact, the, the players that brought the quality last season have barely featured this season. They've Mc- not been the same no, at all. McCleary's okay. barely featured, Swift's barely featured, yeah. Kermigan's barely, yeah. barely featured. Abita. Yeah, yeah, yeah Abita. Disappeared. And even Liam Moore has mm. been okay, but not mm. the same player. No. McShane, another player, yeah. who even when he played was yeah. desperately out of form. These are players, when we mention their names, I'm more inclined to think about last season in my yeah, head totally. than yeah. mentioning them in, in this is because I mean there have been players who have been established in this team that I've forgotten have existed this season Yeah, really honestly I mean I forgot that Gareth McCleary was a thing for a little while because yeah. he's just so in and out and same with he John is. Swift he is mm. I mean this is probably the fairest summary of um, just basically factually from uh, Cranzy 1970s saying three points gained and that's all you can look at yeah. isn't yeah. it I mean, would we have taken this position when he took over, Clement, that actually we'd be five points away from relegation instead of three? That That's all you can do, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I know Barnsley haven't had that game, so we don't know how that would go, but we can't affect that. It's Chef Wednesday they're playing, isn't it? Or Chef United? Chef United, I think Chef it is. Well, the United game that was playing. abandoned. But it's their, yeah, I that's their game in hand. It? Is it? I think it was Forest. Ooh, controversial. I right. think it was we'll have to, away. We'll have to fact check that. But yeah, um, either way, if they so. do win their game in hand, then it's more squeaky. But, you know, it's... Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's about, and I think we've all said this, we're now entirely really at the mercy of teams below us, yeah. putting together, not putting together a run. Yes. Because we've all changed our managers, bar Sunderland, I believe, um, and Bolton, who've still got Parkinson. But otherwise, you know, it's whoever has the biggest bounce effect out of uh, us, Barnsley and Birmingham, and so far Birmingham winning the winning the bounce race. Mm. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Birmingham really are, aren't they? They've three wins on the spin now. Yeah, yeah. yeah again, it's, a, was, uh... it's about confidence, isn't it? It's about momentum in that last season we didn't lose more than two games on the trot. This season we haven't won more than two on the trot. So, you know, it's... it's it's about getting to the finish line now. Yeah, yeah. it definitely is. It definitely I think it just is, yeah. comes down to, in my mind anyway, two wins. Mm. We get two wins. I don't think Barnsley can get the points because I think if we get two wins, they need eleven or twelve points out of the remaining games, yeah. and that just 
that's so unfathomable. No. Uh, given that they've won, won seven games all season yeah. to our nine, that's a lot to make up. It's and not I know, I know, saying two wins for us is yeah. it makes it sound easy, but if we can get two out of the home games that we got, yeah. hopefully Sunderland being one of them, if, if we can do it um, against, well, hopefully before Ipswich, mm. Preston be lovely. But as Jacob said, Preston are, are quite tricky to beat. They've only lost ten all season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, two two wins for me. And the the gentleman who said three points games, you know. Not long ago, I was saying that we weren't going to win another game until the end of the season. So to to get three points at all, yeah, is is you know, a, well, it's what we need. <laughs> yeah, we can't just dismiss that. I mean, if you yeah, look at it's Yastam, a win. Yeah, mm. one win in eighteen, and Clemens got one in two. Yeah. It doesn't matter how no, it works. If you, if you said on paper you had QPR and Villa, but at the end of it you'll you'd be three points richer, you can you take that for sure. Definitely. Because they're not, they're not poor sides. Well, I thought we were going to lose to QPR, so we take that. So, yeah, someone else says Brian Davis is a very little improvement. Same old story. He's going for a lot of words here, not just three, <laughs> but, you know, players still poor. More red calls, goal. Red cards. More red cards <laughs> than goal speaks volumes. Impossible to get that last bit in three words. It's impossible to speak. Brian for me <laughs> the thing we're is all the, 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 the swing that we're after in player performances doesn't happen it doesn't exist we're not going to go okay Stam's rubbish he's out Clement comes in players are magic no, it's not, not like going to work that way their, their mental confidence has got to be built up slowly the building blocks of how the, the team is set out and performs is, is a slow burn we might not even get anywhere close to decent football by the end of this season. That's unrealistic. If we get enough points over the next couple of weeks to see us through, really all we care about performances and how we, we win the games is totally secondary. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We haven't seen decent football for months. No. no, well, no. Just, well, that's that's <laughs> the thing, isn't it? Because, I mean, it's very easy to to forget, well, or, or not, how bad we are. And mm. people who are thinking that the change of manager is going to be an instant cure-all are wrong because the, our, our total dearth of quality is so endemic to the point where it needs an equally drastic either period of time or focus of attention to fix it. You know, you can't go from being totally abominable as we have seen you know, this season to instantly yeah. being well beaten. That's not going to happen. Mm. Not in football, not in any other sport, yeah. and not really in any other walk of life. So, the only fresh start that is going to fix that is um, the summer. Yeah, you know, it what, is. Uh, what yeah. we do over the summer is absolutely critical. So, regardless of whichever league we are in, we need yeah. a major change of just, oh, yeah. I don't know, almost identity almost. It's just, we've become really complacent. And the whole squad is kind of... We've got in a lot of nice players, but none, like we're going back to Nigel Gibbs, is going to make them work. And that's yeah. what we need. I think we, we need, need we need winners in, in our team rather than players that are going to win games, if you kind of understand where I'm coming from. Mm. That we, we need the battle to be won first before yeah. we, you know, overall players or teams with skill. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, it's a world away that. If you look at the squads, there are a lot of players in this squad who have had great success in their careers you know and promotion winners you know McShane Kermigant Quinn Aluko Moore uh, I could go on uh, I'm sure I've missed someone uh, Edwards 
I think got promoted with Wolves. Yes. Was there? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so you know, these are players who are more used to a promotion battle than a relegation fight, mm. and it's going to take, I think, a change of some personnel to instill more of a. Uh, well, or less of a nice mentality. Yeah, this is moment. why the QPR mass was such a massive result because it surprised me that we actually put that performance in. Yeah, because we don't. I'd look at our players and, like you're saying, Jacob, they didn't look like the kind of players they're going to put no, them in. No, I just hope it's not and a one-off. You can't blame them because you know the previous manager had drummed and drummed and drummed into them that we got to play football the proper way, and you know you can't. There's a limit to how proper you can play the game when you're fighting for your life yes you know and I think that's also what precipitated a lot of the frustration that a lot of fans had where you know we have been trying to be so nice for so long and anything that detracts from that is going to be a positive thing yeah Yeah. totally we need to be as ugly as possible just just so ugly it's unbelievable as long as we stay I do not care right, us yeah. three you're yeah, like levels of though, ugly yeah. we're yeah. beyond caring I don't care about kind of winning some beauty contest of playing beautiful football we've no. seen that for yeah. all of this season no, it's that's, been horrible fanciful that's yeah. football for the likes well this is opinion you know of the, the likes of teams that have the players to do it like a City or an yeah. Arsenal and yeah. the, the reality is that we're not in the Champions League we are in the Championship and we are a Reading Football Club and currently we're 19th in the table and mm. you've just got to take the facts as they are and adapt to how you're going to get out of it. Yeah, uh, that's what I think. It's so to leave. Well, thanks to everyone who sent in their uh, kind of EPR3 stuff, so that's appreciated. So I'm going to move on to uh, something that we all want to watch and that's relegation watch. <laughs> so, hey. It's that time of uh, year, isn't it? And... Uh, yeah, so I'm going to look at our next three matches and also Barnsley's because they're obviously third bottom and there are competitors really, aren't they? I think the other two are probably gone. But you so. never know, it's not impossible. Mm. We'll just look at those ones then. So our next three are Preston home, Fulham away and Sullen at home. And then Barnsley, I've got Sheffield United at home, Ipswich away and Bolton home. So... If you look at those fixtures, those next three, you'd probably say Barnsley's are just slightly easier. Because Fulham, Preston, that's tricky. Yeah. Definitely is. Fulham. I think if we come away from Fulham with anything but an absolute beating, yeah. I'd be yeah. happy. <laughs> it, it's, it's almost like we said um, many weeks ago, it seems now, when we went to Wolves and we just said it's a free hit. Mm. Uh, it's slightly less free now because we've got less games, mm. but you don't think we can get anything from it because Fulham are pretty rampant right now. We've got Mitrovic who's on fire. Uh, they just seem to be clicking as a unit. Yeah. Um, we'll do another job as we did against QPR and Villa. Well, we'll just try and hold out and see what we get. Yeah. If we, we if we keep Fulham down to zero goals, magic. Uh, and that's the best we can hope for, I think. I don't think we're in a, in a good enough position yet and I don't think Clement will be able to think that he can get the team in a good enough position to think they can they can hold out um, and how are we going to score don't know but um, yeah one point would be lovely yeah uh, if, if we if we if I was Paul Clement which I'm not and but he's probably quite glad he's not me um, but if I, if I was the manager I would see those games as 90 minutes to try and gel the team mm. and I mean obviously you want to go out there and get points yeah. but being realistic 
you've got to see it as a stepping stone to getting the results of that matter. Yeah. It's a confidence builder, isn't yeah, it, really? It is. Just not to lose. I yeah, think. absolutely. I mean, um, so a game like Fulham, we need to not embarrass ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's what we were saying about Villa last night. Mm. Um, and we were talking about the manner of the defeat. But if we had come away from Villa losing 1-0 but playing well people were saying well great well we look like we're in a shape to beat Preston yeah showing determination yeah. shape and you know 1-0 yeah. even 2-0 you'd say okay that's but yeah, yeah. it's about transitioning into the yeah. next game you know and not feeling deflated mm-hmm. and it's keeping that solidity isn't it that, that Clemens seems to have initially the first thing he seems to have done is, mm-hmm. is given the, the shape right so we're more solid and it's just getting the players more used to that more used to that and gaining confidence from knowing where other players are going to be and trusting that they're going to yeah. be there. And if we do lose, as you say, 1-0, and it's like, okay, it's it's not good. But as long as there's building blocks there and it and it looks like there's something going yeah. forward, and as you say, with the transition in, into good football is, is so far beyond, we can't even think of that. Yeah. But it just has to be that, <laughs> that progression, yeah. slight progression. Yeah. That we couldn't see, understand. The the defence has to be something to build upon because you know if if you get the defence right and the confident in, the confidence increases, we will then surely be more likely to put a good attack together. Yeah, yeah. Because definitely. we that's something we haven't done in recent games because the confidence hasn't been there. Yeah. I mean, we've there's the damning statistic that over the last two games we've had more red cards than shots, um, which is going <laughs> to. Yeah, moment of silence for that. Uh, but um, <laughs> with, that will change at some point if if we can defend for our lives. That's yeah. what we got to do. But we can't yes. do two things at once, though. We can't defend for our lives and suddenly play attacking football. No, no. So but that, you, that's where we start, if isn't the, it? That's our, our that's it. I mean, if you defend for your lives and think, right, we've got a clean sheet in the bag, then you'll be confident enough to say, right, well, we can afford to attack a bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those. But I think we've got to go to Fulham and not get stuffed. And yeah, at the totally. moment, I'm thinking that we might get stuffed. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty certain we're going to get stuffed to Fulham, yeah. yeah. I think most, yeah, yeah. slightly, yeah. even most ardent, completely blue yeah. and white specular ones yeah. <laughs> would be thinking we're going to lose that one. Mm. Because... But I just think if it's the area that we can work on is the defence because the attack, we've just got no fit players. Martin doesn't look fit. Uh, no. Smith, he's probably fit but not really ready. Bud Varson, he's not fit. Jan, yeah. he's, he's nowhere near fit. fit. <laughs> so no. what do we do? So we have to work on the fact that if we can actually can stop, stop conceding so many goals, then it also moves us slightly up the pitch because the midfield won't feel like they have to sit deep all the time. Yeah, and we've looked very, very defensive at the moment. Mm. But that's we the have to be. In. We have that's to be. The position yeah. we're in. Yeah. You win games by not losing them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. How many points do you think we're going to get from Preston home, Fulham away, Sunderland home? <sighs> I mean, it has to be three against Sunderland. It has yes. to be. It has yeah. to be. Whether it will or not, I'm going to say. No, it has uh, to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you've, you've got to be an optimist. And <laughs> yeah. so then you've got your three. And then if we get a bonus point against one of either Preston mm. or Sunderland, um, I think that'd be a bonus. So, so for me, I'm going to say I want to be getting four points from those three games. But yeah. that's a big ask. Um, that's they're, what they're, they're all three tough games, but for different reasons. Preston's tough because they're excellent away record. Fulham's tough because they're a blooming good team. And Sunderland's going to be tough because they're another team that are fighting tooth and nail at the moment. So it's it's 
challenging times. Very, very challenging times. I mean, I think we can get forward, do you think, Neil? Quickly on that? I, I, yeah, I c- couldn't disagree with that. I'd, I'd love to say we can get six points from two home games, but I just don't think we're really there yet. Um, if we could start off with a win against Preston, then the Fulham result isn't massively important. But we don't want to go into the Sunderland game off the back of two defeats. No. True. Because then true. there's too much riding on that, that on that last fixture, and, and also a beating at Fulham. Yeah. However much you can kind of disregard it, that will affect the next game. Yeah, happens, uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's very similar to the Villa one. You you can expect that you're going to lose it. It's just that if we do lose it, how badly and how how much of an effect that has. Then it's not consequently, a great game to be going into off the back of Fulham, is it? No, you know that's, that's really no. not ideal. And uh, it would also be nice at some point over those two home games to break the hoodoo that we've currently got of not winning a Saturday home game yeah, all season and you know that, that has to yeah, that has to end at some yeah. point that I mean, has to. we were obviously going to win against QPR because it wasn't a Saturday <laughs> yeah any day but a Saturday in fact um, Reading fans you can now sign the petition to move both of those home games to a Friday. Uh, and, or a uh, Sunday. Or a Sunday. Or a Sunday. You know, the weekend's still a thing. Yeah. And, uh, and basically guarantee our survival if, <laughs> if that gets pushed through by the EFL. So, you know. I do think it's poor that nobody's done that, actually. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, it's the, it's the only way. It's yeah. the only, I mean, we're clearly not going to save ourselves from relegation through you know, winning games. So, no. you know, altering the fixture calendar seems the only way to me, Paul. Might as well. Might as well. I mean, I think it makes perfect sense. Mm. We can give it a go. We can get in touch with the Football League and see what they think Why not? It. Yeah, our mates at the Football League, you know, that, that we have we have close ties to the EFL <laughs> yeah. on Park Royals, pulling all the strings from above. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that's the way you see it, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> you know, haven't you heard about Paul's you know, football empire, you know, like yeah. match fixing in Spain, you know. I mean, the legal like, reasons bribing, as well. <laughs> Bribery in Italy. I may have recently been in Valencia, but I was yeah. doing See, that. it all makes sense. Any you know to Greece sense. at all? Oh, dear, mate. This is just oh, degenerating. <laughs> Exposed. So, Barnsley in the next three have got Sheffield United, Ipswich and Bolton. It's a local derby, obviously, for them. Sheffield United, Ipswich, you're never quite sure, are you? And in Bolton, it's going to be a relegation one. You can't really see them getting a lot of points from those games as well, can you? Not really. You can never tell, but... I suppose with rose-tinted vision on, you kind of think they're going to get less points than us. But uh, the the Bolton one is obviously the most Mm. key one Mm. there. If Bolton can get a draw there, that would be nice. If they can win there, obviously even better. The other two games... Can't see Barnsley getting a lot from that. No, I suppose the Bolton match, like us with Fulham, mm. depends on the previous two matches. I mean, Sheffield need, need really to win does. for their own uh, reasons. Ipswich, don't know what you're going to get with well, Ipswich. The, really. the thing with Ipswich is they've just had McCarthy say he's going at the end of the season. They haven't got anything to fight for, mm. as they usually don't. You know, mm. I mean, they, they, they're usually in this sort of position in the table. So it's that's the one that can go either way. Yeah. In fact, I'd quite like to be playing Ipswich at this moment in time. I yeah, would. Yeah. I'd probably <coughs> swap any of our games for Ipswich. Mm. Quite, quite. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you're right. They must be quite. I mean, it's difficult. I mean, Robin Ferguson said he was leaving that totally at Manchester United. They just dropped mm. off, didn't mm. they? 
yeah. then he had to kind of uh, change his decision and then all mm. of a sudden it kicked back into gear. But mm. at Ipswich, there seems to be major issues with Mick McCarthy. Mm. Uh, personally, I think he's done a bloody good job there because yeah. they've got no money. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, this isn't about Ipswich. Is that, so. is that away, that game? Uh, Ipswich away, yes, for Burnley. So that's going to, I mean, I don't know what Barnsley's away form is like, but given they've only won seven games all season, I can't imagine too many of them away from home. So we could just hope that Ipswich uh, do us a solid there. Yeah. I mean, I'll be interested to see what their result against Bolton is. Uh, yeah. Barnsley, because Bolton obviously lost 1 mm. 0 at awesome. home, yes. I believe, to Birmingham yes. um, this week. And that's not done us any favours either. So if Bolton also don't do us a solid and uh, leads to. Honestly, I mean, it's it's going to shake up the table a bit more. Um, yeah, it just means a Bolton drop into, into the Barnsley's position. Barnsley, well, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's um, it may not be so bad. No, if there's a victory no. in that. So I, I, I think the the brutal reality is at this time of the season, a win from any of the teams around us is going to cause some seismic movement. Mm. Yes. So and and that's the frustration for me too, because if we get that elusive second win from somewhere, you know, all of a sudden we're looking more. Yeah. You know, but the table's looking nicer for us. So mm-hmm. it's it's just about where it's going to come from because you've read those three fixtures out to me and Neil, Paul, and I um I just don't know where it's going to come from. I no. hope it comes against Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mass that is a massive game. That's yeah, the I thing is Sunderland like pulled off that result against Derby, don't yeah. we? which we didn't think they had the in them. Are they D- really Dar- are. Yeah, they really are. I mean, I'm not saying that we aren't, but, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they also won their next game, so. Derby yeah. can can be useless, but Sunderland scored was this four one. Yeah, it was it? mad. Away from home, it was mad, and mental. all four goals as well were awful. I mean, I know Reading fans are sort of used to a comedy goal by now because yeah. you know we wow. have got a penchant for them yeah. ourselves, but they really were awful goals. I, I, on the subject of Derby, whilst I can slot it in, uh, on the bus on my way here, I watched a video of Sean Morrison. Uh, Sean Morrison, um, former. Um, Reading player uh, now playing his trade at Cardiff if I implore anyone listening to this after listening to this podcast go away find that video of Sean Morrison slagging off the entire Derby defence in quite flowery terms as well uh, Alex Pierce, a former teammate of his also feels his wrath at some point you, you, need to, you need to watch it anyone listening go away and listen and listen and watch to it because it's quite amazing. Uh, so Paul's labelled uh, Derby bottlers. Uh, Morrison, Sean Morrison, labels them a, a whole lot worse. <laughs> a whole lot worse. A whole lot worse. <laughs> so um, that tweet is available on uh, EPR if you want to see it. it and it gets quite as excellent. the words uh, people would use, fruity. Yeah. <laughs> fruity, <laughs> very fruity, exotic fruit at that. Yeah, Alex Pierce doesn't come out of it too well. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, His relationship with Jason Shackle was called in question. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It was probably a Tuesdays on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, similar to my relationship with Joseph Mendes on your sofa Paul yeah well wow no. <laughs> I hope you don't call him any of those names right, Joseph Mendes' lawyers are now on the phone this week yeah. this happens a lot when you're here yeah, lawyers no, lots of lawyers yeah, yeah, quite yeah, often yeah. my entire battalion of Bushwatch lawyers he's actually in the sat on my lap a lawyer right now <laughs> you can't see that listeners but it's the way it works yeah. we need to go to some video don't try and YouTube point. it no yeah. no cool so we have Preston on Saturday what team we're obviously going to make a few changes because obviously Davis was being sent off I would say like I think we all agree we'd stick with the same back five with the goalie obviously 
And then in midfield, you'd probably see Swift come back in. Yeah. Um, probably because of Bakuna and then maybe Joey in because of Edwards. And then Martin back up front. I, I guess. Varsons, I, I don't, who knows? Mm, the midfield say, would look light without having Joey in it. And but then again, it, he, he hauled Joey off and yeah. put Evans on. He did. Uh, yeah. Very quickly, it seemed. And Joey didn't appear last night. <laughs> ever, ever again. Uh, <laughs> so, he wasn't actually on the bench. Has anyone seen him? Yeah. <laughs> it could be Evans, Bakuna, Swift. Yeah. I, I would love it if he stuck with Bakuna in the middle um, and I think if he does play Vandenberg in his favoured position as the midfield destroyer we'll have another red card yeah. <laughs> yeah the streak is ongoing now um, if he does play in that midfield hole and doesn't get sent off and plays well I think that'd be a good midfield staple Bakuna yeah. and Vandenberg so oh, I don't know but th- that's a lot of ifs I've used it's the word if a lot. Yeah, it's a hell of a lot. I mean, Bakuna, Swift, and Joey. Yeah, that's slightly. I don't know. I think it works. Yeah, I think it works. I'm just thinking about Preston. They're going to be. What's the name of their player that they hope they've got that we were supposedly trying to sign? Oh yeah. Um, I can't yeah. remember. Jordan Hugo. There's a midfield. No, 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 no. We've been trying to sell the Preston team. Yeah, we did. Well, from the position in the league, it wouldn't have been a bad idea. I can't remember his name. Nifty player, though. Very nifty. Yeah, yeah, he's very good. If I knew his name, it would be better, wouldn't it? Yeah, Preston have got a player. Very good. Oh, yeah, so good research. Well, someone who's listening to this would be going, I know who that is. Tweeting to Hugo went to West Ham anyway. I can see him. Dreadful, yeah, dreadful com- I think the word they used was combative. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. oh, I wish I could remember his No, name. it's so annoying. Yeah, but yeah, so, so in annoying. terms of that midfield three, because it looks like that's the formation that Clement's going to play, isn't it, with the midfield yes. three? Yeah. Um, Swift brings the flair, or whatever you want to call it, provided he doesn't crock himself. Um, Bakuna brings the energy, provided he doesn't do something stupid. And Vandenberg brings the defensive responsibilities, provided he doesn't get sent off. So yeah, I just hope Bakuna stays switched on. Mm. I think with him, he could be very good. He's another one of those players like we were talking about earlier. He's there's no six seven from him. No, he kind of excels and scores a wonderful goal or sets up with a wonderful pass, or he kind of disappears in a match. But you would hope now, new manager, a real chance to come into the team. You've got to think. But then you might have thought that when he's playing at his old team last night. Yeah, yeah, Pearson. Pearson. Yes, yes, Ben Pearson. Ben Pearson. Oh, this is why we got yes. Bobbins on the pod. Because he's, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's the only one out of us three I that actually from my brain. Yeah. You did not, Neil. Don't lie to everyone. All right. <laughs> he's, he's an encyclopedia of Preston players. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Jacob. <laughs> cool. Well, um, I think that's about it for this week. I think uh, we've uh, covered all the glorious aspects of Reading Football Club, as always. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, things will be slightly different this weekend uh, on uh, EPR. Reveal more about that tomorrow. It's uh, probably a world exclusive, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly a Berkshire exclusive. Yeah, it is indeed. So um, uh, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll be back next week. Cheers.